Yo, 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 yo. Let's go. It's the Great Debate Show with your host, myself, Jarvis Jeffries, along with Terrence Smith and Nick Ely. The good guys are back in the building. We're better than ever, baby. And we've got so much to talk about today. Terrence Smith, Nick Ely, how y'all feeling? Hey, I'm feeling great. Uh, I can't speak for Nick, but I'm feeling good. What about yourself, Nick? I can't complain, brother. I can't complain. I know you got to be feeling great speaking speaking of them uh, New York Knicks, three and one. Hey man, it's it's, it's a good day to be a Knicks fan, and I don't get to say that much. Hmm. That is, that is I'm also truth. feeling very great watching this game that Jarvis was underrating before we got on online online because uh, Miami's up 105 to 104. Caleb Martin just hit a three to give him the lead. How much time is left in there? Two two and a half minutes. Okay, Milwaukee. Drew Holiday step back three. This game is live, y'all. I'm sorry. I don't know what Jarvis talk about. This is a great game. It, 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 Milwaukee, Milwaukee still win. I didn't worry about that. Apparently, it's the best game of the series. Of the series so far, it hasn't been a game this good as you're making it sound. And if I was to watch it right now, I'm sure I wouldn't be as entertained as you are. But I'm gonna. I'm, I'm about to try it out and see. But Terrence, Terrence Smith has yeah, a lot. If you're, not, if you're not enjoying this way, I'm enjoying it because this is. This is what I this is what I, I would pay for cable for if I was gonna have to have cable. I'm about to check it out. I'm about to check it out. Yeah, but uh, yeah. but but okay. but, but Terrence Smith, yeah, guys, I, I've got a list of things here, but I I, I want to call a quick audible because um I, I don't want to lose these guys. Before we got on, uh, Jarvis and Nick were talking about uh, the quality of basketball with all the injuries uh, throughout this playoffs. Jarvis says that the playoffs are ruined now. Essentially, quote me if I'm wrong, correct me. Because of the injuries, Nick begs to differ. Jarvis, plead your case. I mean, when you tell me that stars like Ja Morant, Joel Embiid, the Greek Freak, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, mm. when you tell me all of these players are going to be injured and they're going to miss games and they're Draymond Green being suspended, now De'Aaron Fox possibly about to miss game five, the biggest game of the series, because of an index finger injury that I knew nothing about during the game, man, it, it's ridiculous. I'm done. I, I I I damn near don't even want to watch. Steven Adams is done for the season. He's not coming back. That hurts the Grizzlies. Brandon Clark also not playing. There's too many injuries, and it's the main people. These are superstars. So to me, as good as it was starting off, Nick, I'm not going to lie, I disagree with you respectfully because this did have – the making of a great playoff, uh, a, a great NBA playoff season, period, in 2023. But, man, all of these injuries, it's rough for me to still sit back and watch it. I'm not – I'm just – something's just missing. And a lot of it is because these stars are missing. This is the NBA playoffs. If you're not injured, you should be able to play hurt. Now, I'm not questioning any of these guys' injuries, but, damn, it seems like – you should be able to tough it out. It's the postseason. After this, you're going home. And I just don't see the grit and grind that I would normally see from guys back in the day. And I and I hate to sound like that old school guy who's still living in the past, but I'm just saying, I've said this plenty of times in different sports, including football, that, man, these guys today, man, they just seem like they're just a bunch of... Bro, have you turned this game on yet? <laughs> what are you talking about? Have you turned this game on yet? That's my, take. That's, my take, That's my take. That's my take. I'm done. That's my take. I'm done. Got 49 points. It's a one-point Miami lead. They just got the ball back with a minute 
But this game wouldn't be. But this game would not be good, Nick, if Giannis played the last two games or the last game because they probably would be down. This game is off the chain. Jimmy Butler just hit a step back three. You're not. This man is not. Yeah, Jimmy top two, and he not two. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what. This this is an incredible game that you are. That I feel like you are defiling and not giving the proper respect. And so when you have a game like this. You cannot say, like, okay, I understand Giannis missing, you know, two and a half games, basically, whatever, fine. The fact that he's coming back in this game adds more drama to it in a 2-1 situation. So the idea that this isn't great, I don't know what to tell you. Same with the, really the same thing with the Warriors and the Kings series. Draymond misses the game because of a controversial call. I personally don't understand what the, all the hoopla was about. A lot of people act like they were just so disappointed in the NBA to suspended him. I thought the idea that he stomped straight on somebody's chest on national TV was that was kind of a given, but whatever. Um, even with that being said, it's been a great series. Obviously, very competitive. Um, Golden State tied it up. They're going back to going back to Sacramento at two-two. I don't understand how, how you wouldn't be looking forward to that. The Sixers did what they were supposed to do with the net. That that happens. You're gonna have at least one or two series that just they're not competitive. Sixers did what they were supposed to do. Hopefully, Joel Embiid is healthy and ready to go for the second round series. But, uh, you know, that's just one of those that is what it is. The Celtics and Hawks are going to basically be the same way. It's going to be a, a gentleman sweep. Um, but that'll be over soon as well. Uh, who am I missing? Well, and while, we you're, while, while you're thinking of who you're th- what, whatever you're trying to say next to make your point, the Eastern Conference, as I said, is pretty bad to me. I'm sorry. The Knicks and the Cavs has been somewhat interesting. The Sixers, yes, they that's did what they were saying. They they did what they supposed what they were supposed to do, but the Sixers just don't do it for me. I'm sorry. I like the Bucks in the East, but they don't do it for me. I'm sorry. Uh, it's only been good, and the Miami Heat are in the series because Giannis missed a few games. And yes, this is probably the game of the playoff series right here. What you're talking about on a Monday night as we record the Great Debate Show, Nick. But that's one game outside of Golden State and Sacramento. It hasn't been that good because of these stars missing. We're not getting everything that we – I don't know what to tell you on how the outcome would have been had this guy played, had this guy played, had that guy played, outside of Embiid, you know, missing one game, a game four. that They were already up 3-0 on. Um, now, look, if, if, if Miami and Milwaukee continues to be this interesting with Giannis in the lineup, good, great. I love me some Jimmy Buckets. I just – it's just like how much credit do you want to give Miami, you know, for winning without him? And how much credit do you give the Phoenix Suns for beating the Clippers without Kawhi and Paul George? And they still, and shout out, shout out to Russell, Russell Westbrook and uh, Powell and and um, ah, that other guy who, who comes off the bench. He's been playing good too. Starts with an H. I'm sorry. But those guys in L.A., the Clippers and Morris coming out the bench giving some good significant playing time. Just kudos to the Clippers for just – if this was one time if Terrence asked me, and I know we got to move on, if there was one time yeah. where Terrence asked me, conspiracy or not, even though I know it's a damn conspiracy, with this Kawhi stuff, something's not right. I think Kawhi's just that type of guy who says, man, I'm not laying down for anybody. I can beat Kevin Durant's ass. You saw me giving him the business. You're telling me we're going to lose the series? All right, I'm done. Tell him I'm hurt. And I think that's just what that's just what it is. I'm not really sure if he's hurt. If he is, okay. I hear about bad arthritis in the knees and the knee sprains and all kind of things that he's got. We'll talk about what he, we're going to do with him later. However, this is the one time where I would tell Terrence, nah, 
on, on the conspiracy or not segments that we don't do an, enough of here at the Great Debate Show because the Clippers have been playing their butts off. And I, I just like it. They play hard. They fight to the end. It's just, damn, Phoenix just has too much for them without their superstars. But because of that, this makes the playoffs pretty damn bad to me, even though it was starting off to look very good, Nick. I said I disagree with you respectively. respectively. I, didn't even, I didn't even mention the Grizzlies and Lakers series. You can't tell me you're looking forward to that game for tonight. Man, you know what? For some reason, I just think the Grizzlies are already defeated maybe. I would love to be wrong, but no, it's not that exciting because the Grizzlies don't have all their punching. They don't have they don't have they don't have all of their their fighting power. They don't have all the punching power. They've lost a lot of it with Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark being out of the lineup. Morant has missed a game, and they then the, and, 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 and then the Grizzlies' offense seems to just be better sometimes without Ja. So I think the Grizzlies still are in trouble with Ja being back, and I hate to say that because he's a phenomenal player, a phenomenal talent. But they just seem to win and do better efficiently, their offense, that is, without Ja. So, no, I'm kind of looking forward to it a little bit, but not really. It's all right. It's a, you got to remember, it's a different offense, and the offense teams are much are less used to seeing from the Grizzlies mm-hmm. when it's without Ja. Yeah. You know, obviously, Ja's a starter, so, you know, that's, that's the offense that you prepare for. And he's paid, for. And he's paid less, yeah. They're less prepared for, right, for right. the Ty Jones led Grizzlies offense. Yeah. Well, I know Terrence got to move on, but yeah, hey. Yeah, I, just, I just, I just, I just didn't want to, I didn't want to lose that steam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that we had yeah, right yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to capitalize on that. Good stuff. And and, and, we'll, <laughs> and we'll we'll talk about the Aaron Fox's uh, injury in, in a few seconds, but uh, just for the sake of moving on, uh, the Aaron Rodgers trade was finally official, made official today. Uh, is it Super Super Bowl or bust in the Big Apple? Nick, I, I'll let you go first. They just fleece them, and they did exactly what I said. What I said they would do. They was gonna wait this thing out, and it was gonna reach a point where the Packers were like, "Look, we got to do something." Now, fortunately, the Packers for the Packers, they didn't wait too too long. But even with with as long as they waited, I feel like the, the Jets absolutely won the trade. Which I mean, they were never not going to win the trade, really. Um, but essentially, they got a, a pick swap this year in the first round. Uh, they're giving up a second rounder. They got a conditional six uh, this year. Uh, uh, sorry, a sixth round this year. And a conditional uh, second rounder in 2024, probably a first rounder because it basically is based on Aaron Rodgers playing 65 percent of the snaps. So in essence, you gave up, you got Aaron Rodgers for a first round pick next year and a second and a sixth this year because you're only swapping from 13, you're only swapping from from 13 to 15, right? You know, they're not, they're not to just drop to the bottom of the draft. They're still going to get roughly the same player. Um, not to mention if the if the Packers, Jets, and and whoever's at 14 aren't in the market for the same position at that point, then it's, it's a moot point for the Packers, any, I mean, for the Jets anyway. Uh, I think the Jets absolutely won the trade. I'm, I'm happy that the Packers didn't wait until the end of the summer trying to be petty to make this even worse on themselves. I might be in the minority, but I feel like they damn near stole them. Wow, Milwaukee Bucks are really going to lose this game. Not at all. You know, well, I might be in the minority with you then, Terrence. Yeah, they, they damn near stole Aaron Rodgers and – Maybe it's just a it was just a thing where the uh, the Packers wanted to get rid of him because of his contract and uh, because of him, but uh, it seems like they damn near stole him. Jarvis, what do you think about it? Um, well, let's 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 let, let me. I don't know. Let's take a look here. Uh, the the picks, the Jets got. They really basically just swapped the first round picks. It's not like they gave yep. them one. I mean, the right. the Jets get Aaron Rodgers and the number fifteen pick, uh, and a twenty twenty three fifth round pick. That's number 170 overall, while the Packers get the number 13 pick from the Jets. 
and a 2023 second round pick that's number 42. It's, yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. That's um, a sixth round pick that's number 207. That ain't nothing to worry about in a conditional 2024 second round pick. That could become a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. So I wouldn't say they gave him away. Um, considering Aaron Rodgers' age, uh, how he's been declining a bit, I would say that mm, I guess it's a fair trade, but I wouldn't say they gave him away. But they, th this is what the Jets had to do, whatever it took, because they had no other options. They were pretty much out of options, and they did a lot to, to you know, to put things in place to get Aaron uh, Rodgers. So they yeah. did get him. They did get him a fifty percent off, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, wait a minute. So look, the contract did it ever change? Is it still fifty per, or did, are they re uh, was, restructuring that? Wasn't, like, wasn't it like closer to sixty? Man, I think you're right. I think it is. Um, but this is why I say they didn't. They didn't give Aaron Rodgers away because not only did you have to give up these picks, and, you know, they're not bad picks, depending on who you're asking, but you have to give up a big salary also. He's going to eat up yeah, a lot of the cap space or the remaining but cap you, space. But you're only going to pay him for a year or two, and you don't got to pay nobody else in the meantime. Yeah, and that's – but that my only thing – my only knock on that, I wouldn't say Super Bowl or bust Terrence to answer your question, but my knock on that would be – Oh, I would. Aaron Rodgers – well, since it's Aaron Rodgers, maybe – but I don't think the Jet fans are really looking for. Oh, it's not maybe. That's, that's the only reason you do this. What, I mean, that's what you do it for. But I don't know about or bust because it's the Jets. That's, keep in mind. That's that, the only reason you do this. Keep in mind. It's the New York Jets, though. And they haven't even been to the playoffs in quite some time. I, I've heard some Jet fans just want a playoff win. You know, and they'll get to the Super Bowl. When they get to the Super Bowl, they hope to do it during his tenure there. That is the plan. Year one, I, mean, yeah, I don't those, know. Those are things that fans say, oh, I'd be glad to win a playoff game. But yeah. as a GM of the team and as an owner of the team, you don't make the move to go get Aaron Rodgers and pay him $60 million a year for the next two years to, to win to win a playoff game. You go to you do that because you want to go win a chip. Point blank, that's the only reason you do it. And yeah. so I think, no I think you know, it's absolutely Super Bowl above the bus for the Jets. Um, but I think they put themselves in great position to do it. All right, Jarvis, you, you talked about coincidence or not. Here you go. Uh, the last two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, because I think it's a consensus that Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame, and both got traded to the Jets. Is that just coincidence? No, it is not. That's conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, of course. We knew it was going to happen. Please, please, and please it, let me know when you find the connection. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh Come on, man. I'm saying like, 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 why did the Packers trade both of them to the Jets? Well, I think Terrence just answered that. I mean, I he, I think he just stated it. I mean, first of all, it's not a coincidence that both of the Green Bay legendary Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks are traded at the back end of their career to the Jets, both of them. I mean, what's next? He's going to end up Minnesota Viking when Kirk Cousins' contract is over? I mean, damn. It could. And I guess that would be a that would be a coincidence too, huh? I mean, I say that this is just the way it's planned. This is the way they had it dialed up. Uh, look, the 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 former 49er assistants who are becoming head coaches, coordinators, and general managers, watch out for what they're doing in the league. Watch out. And this is one of them. Robert Sala, year three, third time is the charm. He could definitely go to the Super Bowl, but Willie. 
if it's Super Bowl or bust, I say it's bust because Aaron Rodgers just doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers anymore, in my opinion. This is the same guy. How soon we forget we're doing all of this. We're going, we're going so crazy over this trade. And how as if we forgot that this guy couldn't even beat the Detroit Lions at home to get into the play the uh the playoffs. That just happened a few That's months back. Point. That's a good point. Uh I, I don't I don't think they'll go to the Super Bowl either. Uh I just feel like the AFC hits a little bit harder. He's gonna have some and I know he played a lot of games in Green Bay, uh, but he's about to have some real cold games. <laughs> and uh, he's got to play Buffalo twice a year. Um, yeah, I, and and even Miami over there, I still think a lot of them, even with two is ill issues. So I don't, I don't see them going to the Super Bowl. I, I do think they can make a wild card and uh, and get into the get into the playoffs. Uh, but I don't, I don't see them going to. I don't think we'll be seeing them in Vegas unless it's during the regular season or. If they uh, are just there gambling and doing other stuff. That what I, I look, the AFC East just got more interesting. And Bill Belichick, you really, really, really made a big mistake by not going for Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I, I'll answer the question this way. If you're asking me Jets or the field in the AFC, I would probably say the field. Oh, yeah. If you, ask, if you ask me should the Jets be the leader in the clubhouse in the AFC, I would probably say no. I think this still probably belongs to the Chiefs until somebody proves otherwise. But right behind them, Buffalo's defense didn't really impress, particularly in the playoffs. They looked good early in the regular season, but as it got late in the season, into the playoffs, they didn't look that great. You know why um, they looked that great? What, injuries? <laughs> injuries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, then you got, you know, you got, you got Miami. They, they definitely made some upgrades, especially in the secondary. You got Jalen Ramsey, all that good stuff. But, um, you know, you know, that's not that's still doesn't say to me that a uh, Aaron Rodgers led Jets team with the talent they have can't compete with Miami or will compete with Buffalo. Um, and you know, I was like I said, you know, and they compete with the Chiefs, compete with the Bengals, compete with the Ravens, or something. They get this Lamar Jackson thing done. Because this is taking longer than I anticipated, um, considering the OBJ signing. So, yeah. um, oh, they'll definitely compete, know, yeah. Nick. They'll definitely compete. It's just Aaron Rodgers who I doesn't trust to get them over the hump, like they brought him in to do. I don't know if he can do that. He hasn't done it in, uh, let's see, 12, 13 years since his last Super Bowl appearance. I'm banking, and he's mm-hmm. not going to do it now either. I could be wrong. Uh, if he does, it definitely helps his legacy. Because he's starting to turn into that Peyton Manning. And even Peyton Manning had two Super Bowls. But he's starting to look like just that regular season quarterback. And his regular season last year wasn't that good. That's all I'm saying. How soon we forget. If it's Super Bowl or bust, I think it's a bust for the New York Jets. But they definitely will be interesting and competitive. And I can't wait to see. But going to the AFC, I think was a bad move. He's kind of hustling backwards. Tom Brady left the AFC. Because he saw what was coming, and he was like, after a few games with Mahomes, he said, man, I'm going to the NFC South. Aaron Rodgers, hey, this is I guess this is his only option, though. So, Terrence, what else we got, I, man? I, I think it was his only option, but let, let's let's keep it uh, going along here. So, mm-hmm. uh, We had, some, had a big fight this weekend, which we don't really get to say very often. Javante Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia, if you – if you've been around anybody in the past few days, you know what happened. Tank Davis uh, closed the show in the seventh round with a killer body shot. 
Um, <laughs> what do you yeah. guys think about the fight? What do you guys think about what should be next for either fighter? And I, th- I think my question is, is Tank Davis really the face of boxing right now? Hmm. Well, I, I no, go ahead, Nick. Go ahead, Jarvis. You, 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 you know more boxing than me. You go first. Well, I'm just going to say yes to answer that question, Terrence. I think he is the, the new face of boxing. I find it odd that Garcia was so heavily favored by a lot of people, but not by Vegas. But so many people, according to Twitter and TikTok, lost a boatload of money betting on Garcia. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand that. Like, I thought, I thought Garcia had a chance if he could somehow land a left hook. Yeah. Uh, but Saint just was not going to let, let him land a left hook. And, uh, and I, I'll, I'll let you guys go before I kind of uh, show some of the strategies that, that Tank was doing. I, I kind of went back and, and glanced at some stuff. Uh, what he did was really smart. Mm-hmm. But I, I do, th- I do, I'm, I'm with you, Jarvis. I do believe that Tank is now the face of boxing. Uh, because listen, that's the call of what it is. He is the only one who ain't ducking anybody. That is true. Right he's not. He ain't not, ducking anybody. He's not ducking anybody. If anything, he's dropping everybody that he's getting into yep. the ring with. I predicted it. Of course, you guys know it. It worked out pretty good for me Saturday night with my parlay. And um, I, I, I predicted a knockout. I, I was very confident in it. I did kind of I, – I did know the Tank had to watch it. But uh, – very, very uh, again, a pretty good fight. I think that they have to do it again, though, in my opinion, because they probably will down it, the line it, somewhere. I think they will down the line somewhere. Uh, yeah, Garcia's yeah. got to earn their rematch, though. He's got to earn it, maybe, but he had his shots. I thought he just was not aggressive enough. He didn't use his reach enough. He didn't, you know, he he didn't take advantage of the things that he had to to his advantage. And, uh, yeah, and you've got to do all of that against Tank. Yeah, and even and, and he even admitted in the in the uh, presser after the fight that he just. He got bored, uh, and he's um, he started pressing too much. What this says to me is somebody that's not accustomed to – it says two things, really. One is somebody that's not accustomed to having to adjust. Right. He's used to uh, whatever he does every fight, working every fight. And Tank is not some normal guy you just go pick up and box. You've right. got to use every advantage that you have because he's going to. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it, it 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 screams to me to me that there needs to be somebody in his corner um, that's going to get to him and say, "Hey, man, you know this is what you got to do," because you know we saw two knockdowns, I saw two mistakes, and both those mistakes were the same thing. He was fighting in way too close. Mm-hmm. And yep. the shot, and the shot, you think you're about to land. You're not about to land it because Tank knows you're doing it. And and Nick, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll kind of jump on in. But as I had, as, as if I hadn't already. Right, knock yourself out, bro. Yeah, you good. Not not, not literally, but uh, a, a lot of what Tank was doing was kind of sticking his right hand out, which was his lead hand, uh, to make it looks like look like he was jabbing, but he really wasn't jabbing. What he was doing was putting his hand out to be able to time uh, Garcia's left hand, which is his lead hand. Mm-hmm. So whenever Garcia would throw his, his throw his left hook, Tank knew it was coming every time, and he would just duck under it. The first knockdown, if you guys watched that, Garcia threw a left hook three times. On the third time, Tank was literally just sitting there waiting on it, and he did, he threw it again, which was to me just not smart. Uh, and as soon as he threw it, Tank, you know, with his amazing leverage and, and, and torque on his punches, caught him with a with a beautiful left hook of his own, which is his strong hook. Uh, and floored him, you know. Thankfully, Garcia was able to get back up because it could have ended right there in the second round. And even even in the uh, in the seventh round, 
Garcia was just way too close, trying to fight inside with a smaller guy who's got more leverage. Uh, they there's a saying out there that says don't hook with a hooker, hmm. and hmm. he he played a very dangerous game trying to throw hooks with somebody who just naturally has better leverage, better torque on his punches because of his size and because of the way his body is built. And it just wasn't a smart move. Garcia was a longer, bigger fighter. Should have been using his jab, using his reach, making um making Tank pay when he wanted to come in. Tank is a counterpuncher. He wants to counterpunch. Make him pay. Be first, get out of the way. Be first, get out of the way. It would have been a boring fight, which he said he got bored. It would have been a boring fight. People would have booed. But damn it, that, that, that never stopped Mayweather. That's right. You do what you do to get the dub. It's about winning because once you get that blemish on your record, and blemishes on your record. It ain't coming out. Right. That's correct. Well, I did I did a little bit of Twitter edu- education on boxing. And I actually picked up the same thing that you said, Terrence, about how, um, and I, somebody I saw saying that basically that, that not only was he using that right hand, his, his right uh, being tanked to measure, to kind of measure Garcia's left, but then also that's why he, he continued to get close to him so he could tie him up when to go under it and when he could, you know, use use his own left. And uh so that was that was it was uh, painfully obvious once it was, you know, shown to me. Um they were, they showed showed another example where he did it to somebody else but he used his right instead. Uh I can't remember who the other fighter was that he that he did it to previously. But um you know, going kind of looking back at it from that standpoint, you see how how much more of a of a not just a, a brute force type of sport that boxing is. Um, I think there's a lot of people and myself included for a while that would just look at guys and go, okay, well, that guy looks like he's, you know, bigger and more in shape and whatever else than the other guy, so I'm going to pick that guy. But there's a timing and a rhythm and, a, and an art uh, to, this, to this boxing thing. And, um, you know, watching Tank on, on Saturday was definitely a good uh, good demonstration of that. Absolutely. The, the good old good old sweet science, as they call it, man. And, uh, and Tank's a master at it. And, and, I, and I need people at home to know this, and I'll say this and we'll move on. Unless Jarvis has anything else he, need, he wanted to add, but uh, I, I saw some comments about people saying that it didn't look like Tank hit him that hard. <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. Tank is taught to punch through stuff. That punch didn't look hard because he didn't miss and it doesn't look like he swung wild. But if you get the torque in your hips, the turning of the of the punch, and watch, watch that punch again. He turns everything into that punch. It was perfectly timed. Perfectly placed, yeah. And once you get hit like that right there at that time, you don't see it coming. It hurts. Yep. It hurts. And 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 once your brain realizes, oh, I shouldn't be standing right now, you won't be standing. Yeah. That's simple. He made a business decision about it. He already had got caught earlier in uh, the in, in the earlier round, and I guess he yep. knew that. Hey, man, look, this I've been defeated. Yeah. Uh, go back to that, the drawing board. That, that was that was described to me. I, I was asking somebody about it. Um, it was who was one of our customers called in because he, he said something about the fight. He was like, yeah, I watched it. You know, I used to coach boxing, blah, blah. So I asked him about it, and he said, he said, well, you play football, right? I said, yes, sir. He said, uh, you ever got hit over the middle, a lady hit over the middle over a receiver uh, reaching up for a ball? I said, yeah, I've been in both positions. He said, you remember how, how hard it was to catch your breath afterwards? Hmm. I was like, yeah. He said, it's like that. I said, like, okay. Yeah. That, and that's it. Well, yeah. Good example. Then that hurt. And there it is. Yeah, there it is. That's a good, uh, good, good 
example. Uh, Terrence, I'm going to get you to move on. I just want to let it be known that we got people on YouTube right now listening to us live. And Jimmy Buckets, somebody was saying on the comments, Jimmy Buckets went for 56. 56 of them things. And also wow. somebody said that uh, Tank, is Tank really the, is he really this good? Or is his competition that mediocre? Uh, I guess I would say that, hey, you fight who you fight. I would say that, you know, I wouldn't say mediocre. He's he's knocked out. I would say maybe Garcia has, has beaten some mediocre fighters, but not so much as Tank. He's the man right now. He's the best that they've got. I know that may not be saying much in boxing these days, but he's the best they've got. But he's pretty good. I'm pretty good at picking these fighters. He was the only person that, like, okay, in this class, I'm watching Tank. And then in the... And then the other division, you've got Earl Spence and you've got Terrence Crawford. And I don't even want to talk about those two. Yeah, let's not even get us started on those guys. Yeah, but those are the guys and the only ones that kind of do it for me. And a lot of respect to Sean Porter because he would fight anybody. But, yeah, Terrence, we can keep it moving, though. We're already half hour in. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So, look, we already know what's this week. A lot of our favorite day of the year is the NFL draft. Uh, how do you guys see that draft playing out? Any any special trades in the first uh, first five to ten picks? Maybe Jarvis, I, I think you might have some good insight on that for us. Uh, I'll start off with you. All righty, let's do it. Uh oh, there's that draft noise. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's okay. do it. Okay, so so basically, guys, I'm gonna try to run through it as quick as I can. I'm gonna do one through twelve of the. NFL Draft 2023, this is the way I see it going down, maybe. The Carolina Panthers, everybody's saying, and I know I've been on the on, on the record saying that I think the Panthers really do love Anthony Richardson out of Florida, but it seems to me that Bryce Young is their guy, even though the general manager has came out and said, or the head coach has said that I have not confirmed that he will be the number one pick. It's smoke. Apparently, they're going with Bryce Young. He's the best. And I think that's the Texans. Word on the street, the Texans really wanted him. So if they can't get him at one, I mean at two, that's why they're probably not getting a quarterback just yet. I got the Panthers with number one, picking Bryce Young, quarterback Alabama. Everybody pretty much knows that one. That's an easy one, right? Number two, everybody's confused. Houston Texans, who are they going to go with? Well, if they're not going to go quarterback – I think that they would probably I think that they would probably go edge rusher. We know how much D'Amico Ryan loves um, his defense to, you know, kind of have these soft uh, coverages, soft zone coverages, but rush underneath. Uh, sometimes with just a front four or he rotates that D-line. But he's looking for somebody similar to Nick Bosa, somebody that can make plays off the edge, good pass rushing, good has a, lot, a nice little twitch to them, and um, and can make plays. I would say most people would say it would be Will Anderson. However, I am hearing that they really do like uh, the Texas the Texas Tech uh, edge, Tyree Wilson. That's who I'm going with. He's right he's right around the corner. There, he doesn't have to leave the state of Texas. It just sounds right for me. This is a lot of things that John Lynch does in San Francisco. These people do some of the same things that emulate what they saw in San Francisco. So I'll say D'Amico Ryan's going with, well, and Nick Casario, they're going with Tyree Wilson Edge from Texas Tech. The number three pick, 
Everybody knows about it. It's one of the hottest picks because the Texans hadn't traded number two. So we guess it's still three. I don't think the Cardinals are going to stay put. I think the Cardinals are going to trade back. I actually have them trading back twice. Here's the first one. They're going to trade up. They're going to trade back with the Las Vegas Raiders. I have the Las Vegas Raiders moving up to number three to draft quarterback C.J. Stroud. Quarterback, Ohio State. Why? Well, it just seems like Jimmy Garoppolo, whether he knows it or not, is going to be a bridge quarterback for the rest of his career. And he's there for the short term, not the long. I can see the Raiders drafting C.J. Stroud, just like the Niners at number three, moved up to get Trey Lance. And Jimmy, Gar Jimmy Garoppolo is like, here we go again. I got somebody else over my shoulder. He will get hurt at some point, so he'll play. Probably by week eight, week nine. You know how Garoppolo is. But I think he gets off to a great start. And if he doesn't get injured, Stroud just red shirts it just like Trey Lance. And we won't see him until year two. But the Raiders are going for their quarterback at number three. Uh, number four, the Colts. I think we all, I think we all think we know. Quarterback, Will Levis out of Kentucky. They're not moving up to, to draft him. I'm pretty sure they're confident that he'll still be there at number four, as I am. So I've got Will Levis going number four to the Colts. Quarterback out of Kentucky. Number five, the Seattle Seahawks. Some people think that they may go quarterback, you know, because, yeah, they just signed Geno Smith, but they signed Geno Smith to a, huh, it's a good deal. It's a fair deal, but I think it was only like two, three years, you know, and he's still kind of in that bridge category. That was just one year, and according to Terrence Smith here on the Great Debate Show, it's mostly system that's making Geno look this good, right? Look at Russell Wilson. He could be wrong to something. I think the Seahawks will pass, though, for right now on a quarterback, and I have them going with Will Anderson, the next best available pass rusher. They're going to jump on him when they find out the Texans didn't. But I'm hearing that Tyree Wilson is just as good as Will Anderson, if not better, as far as making plays on the pass rushing on the edge. So Will Anderson goes to the Seahawks at number five. That's edge. He's an edge rusher out of Alabama. Number six, the Lions, Devon Witherspoon. A cornerback from Illinois. They are picking at number six. And then number seven, the Cardinals, who traded with the Raiders. The Raiders moved to three. The Cardinals moved to seven. But I still don't think the Cardinals are ready to pick it because Will Anderson is off the board, along with Tyree Wilson, if they were going to go edge. So I think they trade back because there's a player that they also like. He's They think he'll still be there. They're going to make a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's just something about Howie Roseman and these drafts here lately where he makes these splashes. Now, this is not a splash, but it's still a trade that he's going to move up from number 10 to the seventh spot with the Cardinals, and he's going to trade up for Jalen Carter, the defensive tackle out of Georgia. Now, I know people don't want to touch him. They're scared to touch him, but everybody's kicking the tires on this guy. And I think the Eagles, after losing Javon Hargrave to the San Francisco 40 freaking Niners, they have to replace him. And I think they replace him with Jalen Carter out of Georgia. I got the Falcons at eight picking Nolan Smith, a edge. He's also from Georgia. The Chicago Bears. Some people say that that's who's going to get Jalen Carter. But, man, we know damn well Justin Fields needs some protection. How about Paris Johnson, offensive tackle, Ohio State? At number nine, that's the Chicago Bears pick. You got to protect 
your investment. That's Justin Fields. Number 10, I think I think the Cardinals finally draft here. At number 10, they go for a cornerback that they desperately need in Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon. Number 11, it's about to get real interesting. I weighed this. I don't know how much I really did, really did let this weigh on me. Are the Titans going to move up to three? Are they going to move up to two? I don't think the Texans let them do it. And I think the Cardinals, <clears throat> I think they would. I don't think they wanted to move back from three to eleven. I think they would much rather move back from three to seven, even though they moved back again from seven to ten. I digress. I've got the Tennessee Titans at number eleven, drafting Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Why? Well, I think if Malik Willis isn't the real deal, this is the better version of Malik Willis, and some. They may stick around with Ryan Tannehill for one more year. I'm hearing he's up for trade, but who really wants to trade for Ryan Tannehill? Like, what are you going to get? If they're not giving up a bologna sandwich and a bag of barbecue chips, he's probably not going to get traded just yet. If he doesn't, I say Tannehill for one year until he gets hurt, and then here comes Anthony Richardson. Or it's Richardson and Malik Willis in training camp, point blank period. And we'll see. They'll they'll compete. But I think Anthony Richardson and Derrick Henry in the backfield is the closest thing that you would have gotten if it was Lamar Jackson back there. Or if Malik Willis was who I thought he was going to be. Or if Trey Lance doesn't get traded to Tennessee, this is their man, Anthony Richardson. And at number 12, I think the Texans, who pick again, go with Jackson Smith Najiba, or I can't pronounce that. But the Jackson Smith guy, wide receiver out of Ohio State, I think he's their pick. And I know what you're thinking. You think they're going to go wide receiver at number 12? They're going to go pass rusher at two and no quarterback? Well, I think they may pick their quarterback at number 33. And I got them drafting Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Now, all of this is if Lamar Jackson doesn't get dealt. I will also say in later rounds, the Giants pick at 20. Even though I'm stopping at number 12, the Giants pick at 20. I won't be surprised if they trade with the 49ers. The Niners got a lot of comp picks, and that's the only thing that's bailing them out from trading Trey Lance. I mean, from trading up three first-round picks and a, and a second for Trey Lance back in 2021. Those comp picks have been helping them out. It'll help them out to move to 20. They may be trading Brandon Ayuk to the Giants. That's the rumor in New York. They've been calling and Brandon Ayuk has been bitching, he has to know something. If it's not Brandon Ayuk, it's Nick Bosa, but John Lynch came out just today and said Bosa is not <laughs> on the trade block. They're not taking any calls on him, so he says. But um, nobody thought DeForest Buckner would have got traded either, but he did. I know they're a little different, but still an impact on the D-line. That's it for me, 1 through 12. Keep in mind I got the Texans picking their quarterback at 33, if they don't go for Lamar Jackson. But it's a reason why they're not picking a quarterback at two and at 12. They're either, they have something up their sleeves with a veteran quarterback like Lamar, or they're comfortable with picking Hendon Hooker at 33. If they are, that's it. Uh, All right. You want to pick it up there? That's it. Uh, he's picking it up at 12. Uh, at 12, seeing as uh, wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba has been drafted, uh, I'm going to say that Houston is going to take uh, Zay Flowers, who's been shooting up a lot of people's draft board. He's a uh, receiver out of Boston College, 5'9", 182 pounds. 
I'm going to say that they're going to, they're going to go get him. Uh, speedy guy, very, you know, shifty in the open field. Um, has, has some pro comparisons to an Antonio Brown or even a Randall Cobb type, mm. um, which, puts the, which puts the package in a bit of a bind. Because uh, in, in the mock draft that I had put together, I had Jackson Smith and Jake Bagsley dropping, um, and Zay Flowers being the first receiver off the board at uh, 12 at, at this pick. And then uh, having Smith and Jigba go to the Packers on the next pick. Then he is now gone. Um, I would say the Packers may would look to buffer the offensive line, and so they would go with uh, Paris Johnson Jr., uh, six foot six tackle out of Ohio State. Um, a big, real big, obviously huge guy there. Uh, solid guy. He's had some comparisons maybe to a Tyron Smith type player, um, just in terms of his uh, his athleticism uh, and certainly his upper body strength there. Uh, next at pick 14, uh, the New England Patriots would probably also look to buffer their offensive line. Uh, they would take Donnell Wright, uh, offensive tackle out of Tennessee, 6'5", 333. Another uh, huge offensive lineman out there, on, you know, at tackle. Uh, I think he played a good bit of right tackle at Tennessee, so you may see him more, on, uh, you know, depending on what uh, what New England has left. I can't remember who they had left the offensive line, but, um, you know, he may, he may see either side of the, of the, of the offensive line there. Uh, pick 15, of course, would be uh, the Jets in their new new spot. Uh, that recently swapped that with the Packers. Uh, I'm going to have the Jets getting some support on the other side of the, uh, of the defensive uh, backfield for Sauce Gardner. I'm going to go Deontay Banks, cornerback uh, mm. out of Maryland. Uh, he was one of the one of the better quarterbacks, obviously, in the, in college football. Uh, Southern had a great year with the uh, ACC. Uh, in the ACC, uh, I'm going to have him going going to the Jets. Uh, at pick 16, that's going to be the Washington Commanders. Um, they've done a lot in, in terms of, uh, excuse me, they've had a lot already you know, in terms of their talent on the outside. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, have you already taken Anthony Richardson off the board, Jarvis? I have. And are there, who's the quarterback? Like Will Levis? No, I have him out the board at four to the Colts. I have Anthony Richardson out the board at 11 to the Titans. You, you took all quarterbacks, all four quarterbacks off the board. CJ Stroud at three to the Raiders. Yes, I've taken all and, four and off. Yes. One. Yeah. Okay. Well, you still so, got so Hendon Hooker. Mm, I don't know if Washington wants a project. Yeah. I, I well, let me, let, 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 Can I say this well, real quick? I, well, I'll say this. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Hendon Hooker is not a project. It's because it's his injury. I mean, uh-huh. it, because that's really more what I was, I was more concerned about. Because if Henry Hooker was healthy, I think we'd be having a much different conversation. I agree. I, I agree. Don't, I, I don't know that Washington wants to wait for him to be healthy. So um, I don't remember what the um, what the prospects were on him as far as as far as his return time. Um, mm-hmm. at, you know, at, at the uh, at the time of the combine. <clears throat> but um, you know, I, I think if I remember correctly, he, he could probably be ready to play. At some point this season, um, you know, Washington, well, I wasn't there in position to hand their, their keys to their franchise over to a quarterback, rookie quarterback at this point. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Um, but, you know, depending on how good he, he looks, you know, it, it may could be a Russell Wilson situation. Um, hey, hey, that's that's the pick right there. And I know all the teams said they're out on Lamar Jackson. But that pick right there at 16 is where Baltimore could be picking it. And Lamar Jackson is going to Washington. Remember, the team has made the sale. It's official. Well, I don't I don't know if it's quite official, official, but they've made a sale. Snyder's out of there. They're starting over. New regime. Eric B. Enemy's in the building. They've got a a black general manager. 
they may be leaning towards saying, hey, are we really this sold on Sam Howell or whatever his name is? Um, all the quarterbacks are gone now. As you said, I agree. Yeah, They're probably yeah, not yeah, going I, to football. How did you go to Atlanta, didn't you? Atlanta? Then how did you go to Atlanta? Atlanta, well, they – well, you know, they counted them out as well. They already took their name out of the hat also. But, I mean, they picked you know them like where, where, is, where is Taylor Heineke playing now? Is he still in Washington? Oh, yeah. I, I, think, he's he still, I think he's still in Washington, I think. But they're going with Howell, they said, as the starter. Or they're going to at least let him compete. No, they said they were going with Howell. And I just don't buy that. So yeah, Taylor Heineke is with the Falcons. Oh, okay. Heineke is with the Falcons. Okay, so it's him yeah. and Rittler. And Rittler's their starter. Whatever. That's another team that's suspect on that quarterback stuff. But I'm telling you, this is the pick right here where I would say if anything's going to happen, and it probably won't, this is where Lamar is traded, right here at 16. Baltimore picks at 16. Washington gets Lamar Jackson and a few other picks. And um, that's a talented team with Eric B. Enemy there. That would answer the, the that would solve the riddle as to why in the hell did Eric B. Enemy leave Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to go to – Washington with those quarterbacks on the roster. That would solve the riddle there. If he's already known, he's just going to come right up the road from Maryland to D.C. Just cross the state line. I'm sorry, Nick. Just wanted to say that uh, you while you at that number. You are good. Okay. You are good. Um, you know, that's relevant definitely with special materials on the show. Uh, you know, and, and Lamar Jackson being the story that he is. Um, I'm gonna go. So if you guys, you, you can put that in there. Fine. I move on to the pick 17. Uh, I will have the that be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will have them also buffering their secondary. I'm gonna have them go Emmanuel Forbes, cornerback uh, out of Mississippi State. Uh, which I hate to say it, he's one of the cornerback. Um, you know, and then, you know, obviously me being an old Miss grad, but uh, they had like six pick sixes in the last three years, uh, 14 uh, interceptions in the last three years. Um, uh, it's good, good pick for the Steelers. I, I could definitely see them making that. Um, behind that, at 18, I could see the Detroit Lions. Uh, let's go another cornerback. Let's go Joey Porter Jr. Uh, he is six foot three, hundred ninety-three pounds. Played at Penn State. Um, I believe he is the son of Joey Porter, the linebacker. Is that correct? I that think correct. so. Yep. Yep. Okay. I will make sure one more because isn't that like a player who? Who's a junior, but he's his father is not actually Kenny Lofton. Uh, Kenny Lofton Jr., the the Grizzly. Kenny, yeah, Kenny Lofton. Okay, yeah, I knew it happened to somebody. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I want to say that incorrectly. So yeah, uh, I can see him being the pick at eighteen uh, to Detroit. Uh, nineteen. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to have Tampa Bay buffer their wide receiver room uh, just because of the, the – did they get rid of Chris Godwin? Or is it still an uncertainty against Raheem with his injury? Who uh, is Godwin still there? I think he's still there. Who was that, Nick? He's still there. He's Chris Godwin. He's still there. He's been injured. Um, you know, Mike Evans, is, you know, he's eight years into this thing at this point, I think. Uh, but I think they look to buffer their wide receiver room. I'm going to go Quentin Johnson, uh, 6'3", 208. Uh, out of TCU, uh, he's a he's a always a top kind of receiver guy. He can go up and get it. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send him to uh, to Tampa Bay there at the 19th pick. Uh, am I going to what 2022? 20, yeah, go ahead. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so at 20, 
I'm going to have Seattle uh, taking – I'm going to take offensive of lineman Osiris Torrance uh, out of Florida, 6'5", 330 pounds. Uh, played in the SEC, obviously, uh, seeing some elite talent that he's going against every week there. Um, so certainly somebody that can, that can fit into the fold in Seattle and kind of the culture that they have as well. Uh, pick 21, that's uh, going to be the Los Angeles Chargers. And I'm going to say that they also go – I'm going to say they go wide receiver as well. I'm going to say they, they uh, surprise a lot of people, go up and get Jordan Addison, uh, USC wide receiver, 5'11", 173 pounds. Not the biggest guy in the world. Uh, they kind of had that, you know, with uh, with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams over the years. Um, but one of, them, one of both of them always seems to be hurt. Um, so somebody that can, you know, kind of ask for support in that wide receiver room would probably be welcome in L.A. Uh, so I'm going to send Jordan Addison uh, to be able to stay home there in L.A., uh, come from USC to uh, to the Chargers. And then, as a matter of fact, I will leave 22. No, I'm sorry, because uh, Jarvis already made the trade, so Baltimore's not the 22 anymore. <laughs> Well, they, I, I think they would still keep their. Uh, they would still keep their. For the second pick, they would just get. Um, according to Jarvis, they would just get whoever picks that trades for Lamar. Okay. Yeah, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't I mean, let's say let's say negotiate a pick swap. It wouldn't necessarily be a pick swap. That's correct. No, that wouldn't be a pick swap. Yeah. Okay. So then I will, I will leave twenty two to be drafted by the resident Raiders fan. Yeah. So. uh You've already taken Joy Porter Jr. off the board. I can tell you now that if he is there, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens will pick him, one, because they need a cornerback, and two, to kind of rub it into the Steelers fans who <laughs> know Joy Porter played so many years there and won championships and was pretty much the heart and soul of the defense for a while. Uh, if Joy Porter Jr. is there, I can tell you now he's a Raven. Hmm. Uh, if he's not there, they are more than likely going to go with Quentin Johnston, uh, the wide receiver out of TCU. Those guys actually had, I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they had two really good wide receivers. Uh, and, hey, listen, it's, it's the Ravens. We'll, we'll take any kind of wide receiver help we can get. Uh, the Texans, you know, I know, um, is this Texas or Minnesota? I think this is I think Minnesota. Minnesota at 23, yeah. Yeah, it's Minnesota. There's been a lot of talk of Minnesota taking a quarterback. I just don't think that'll happen. If they do, they'll trade up. Uh, so, I mean, listen, guys, this could go in it any kind of way. Um, but I'm going to have them taking a running back right there because there's always, there's been talk a lot of talk of them um, getting rid of uh, Davin Cook. And if they take a running back, they're going to go with... Yeah. If you guys have already picked this guy, y'all let me know now. I'm sorry. Uh, I think B. John Robinson is already off the board by this point. Not off mine, he's not. A lot of people have him okay. going to Atlanta at eight, which is pretty high. Well, I don't know. It yep. may not I be didn't, too I high. Didn't, I didn't like draft him in mine either. He's not okay, in so, – yeah. In, 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 in mine, I had him going at 10 to Philly. Okay, so if Minnesota's picking, I'm going to say they'll take B. John Robinson right there. Okay. Uh, just because uh, uh, David Cook could be a draft they trade. Uh, they're trying to get rid of that contract. They don't want to pay him. Uh, so he could, he could end up being a, a draft they trade. At 24, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to go tight end. They'll go Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. Uh, next up, we'll have the Giants at 25. And they're going to go uh, Ryan Branch out of Alabama, cornerback, safety. Oh, wow. The Giants pick at 20 and 25? Uh, let's see here. 
No, no, no. Twenty is uh, it's going to be Seattle. I'm sorry. The okay, that's the Giants. That was the it was the Giants pick at some point. Uh, Sounds about right. That comes from that. Okay, that that pick comes from the Giants. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Uh, next up, we'll have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Nick, did you uh, did you take Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State? I did. Okay. So, it, uh, with that being said, the Cowboys they're going to go cornerback too. Mm-hmm. They'll take Julius Prince out of Kansas State. Okay. Um, I think the Cowboys, you know, they're, they're looking. They're going to have. They could have a cornerback room of uh, Diggs, Gilmore, and they take a cornerback here in the first round. And you are talking about. <laughs> One hell of a uh, one hell of a secondary right there, because yeah. the Cowboys, I, I think they're a team that's pretty solid now. They could, they should probably consider a receiver here, or maybe a tight end. Um, but they, you know, they they could definitely take a cornerback there, and they wouldn't miss a beat. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I think Buffalo Bills should probably honestly consider going safety, mm. uh, but they also need a pass rush, and we're going to go with uh, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan. And uh, who we have next? Uh, we've got the Bengals. Bengals are going to go, and they've got a lot of ways they can go also. Uh, and I think, you know, when, once you get down to the end of the draft, man, you can have somebody trading back into the first round. Yeah. Uh, so, be, be you know, be mindful of that. That's actually how the Ravens got Lamar because he kind of uh, he kind of fell, and they drafted back in the first round to get him. But for the uh, – for the Bengals, let's go uh, Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher out of uh, out of Iowa. Uh, I just think they 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 don't really have a lot of holes outside of the line, but they've been kind of fostering the, their line, I guess, probably through free agency uh, over the couple last couple of years. So Cincinnati's in a really good spot. Uh, they don't really need a whole lot. They might even trade out of the first round. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Saints are going to go with Keon White, edge rusher out of Georgia Tech. Uh, Nick, what are the Eagles going to do, man? What are, what are the Eagles going to do at 30? Eagles at 30. Mm, give me a second. You think they'll trade out of that pick? I, think I was that, thinking about that, actually. They, yeah, I think I think that's what the Eagles will be trying to do after, after the move, if they make that move that I'm saying for Jalen Carter. I think that'll be the plan for the rest of the way to get more picks. So I can yeah. definitely see them trading out of that. Let me ask right. you this: Has, any, has anybody taken Noah Smith off the board? I have, I have, okay. I, I have him, I have him going to Atlanta Falcons at eight. All right, you jumped up for him. All right. <laughs> uh, you know how it is, man. After one corner gets picked, and another, the next team does it too. So I'm just kind of looking at it like, okay, as soon as I think I have Arizona. Um, no. Did, it, did anybody take Miles Murphy? I did. No. I'm taking Miles Murphy. He's a edge rusher, six five, two sixty eight, out of Clemson. Wow. Uh, he's young. He just turned twenty one this year. Wow. Um, but uh, I think he's thinking close to the four, so four five, in the forty at the combine. Uh, he's a freak. Okay. And I think we got one more pick after that, which should be Kansas City, since they, not to rub it in, since they actually won that game. They pick at thirty one, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Nick. The, the Chiefs did win that game, though. Technically. No, wait, I said it's just the, the draft is going to be based on your on your uh, record. Well, uh, well, well, not all the time. You got yeah, it is, but there's trades and things. I think the the Chiefs are actually I mean, thirty one. Yeah, you know. I don't see a thirty two pick. I think 
it's the there's Chiefs no at 31. There's no 32. There's no 32 because Miami got their pick taken. Miami got their pick taken away. There, That's there, right. There it is. There it is. Right, guys, who, 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 who did the Chiefs draft at 30, uh, 31? Man, the Kansas City Chiefs probably go wide receiver if there's one available. They lost. They lost Juju uh, Smith Schuster, and um, did they bring back Hartman, McCole Hartman? And yeah, I think they brought him. No, I think I think I think he left too. He left too. I say receiver. Yeah, yeah McCole Hartman went to the Jets. That's right. Sure in the hell did. Oh man, that look. Yeah, okay. You know what? Maybe it is Super Bowl or bust for Aaron Rodgers there in New York. <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that and, one. Uh, it's, 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 it's got to be a Super Bowl or bust, but it also has to be a receiver. Yeah. Um, yeah. At that point, I won't be surprised if they trade up in the first round to get a receiver. They've got to have one. Yeah. And, and this is what I would say with the Chiefs. They need one. I wouldn't say they got to have one after what they showed me in 2022. I, I, I'm convinced. The Chiefs are just going to be the Chiefs regardless as long as Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid is there. I, I'm, and glad, for, I'm for, glad you realized that. For, forgive me for what really – it's not that I believed it in the first place. It's just that I thought that, hey, this Russell Wilson thing in Denver was really going to be a hell of a ride. But it wasn't It wasn't much of a ride at all in 2022. Yeah, we, we can call it a hell of a ride. They went through hell. What I also didn't know was that the Chiefs had won six straight AFC West championships. I didn't know that it was six. Otherwise, I would have knew that they were going to make it seven. Yeah, Y'all right. know how I do, but I didn't know that. Um, All right, so, guys. Look, we got we go we're gonna try to progress on through this thing. All right. So let's let's get back to the playoffs for a second here. Yeah. Uh, and I think the rest of that's this a good mock draft too, guys. Really good mock draft. Okay. Before we, exit, before we exit the draft, okay. Does Trey Lance get traded during the draft? Does Trey Lance get traded during the draft? Well, you know what? I was on the verge of saying yes uh, up until for whatever reason today, and. Uh, I'm thinking and I'm thinking and I'm thinking, but damn it, no. Yeah, I'm gonna I, I say don't no. Think so, I'm gonna I think say they no. know internally. I think they know internally that 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 uh, Purdy is not going to uh, be ready when they thought he was going to be ready. So now they they're gonna have to lean on uh, Trey a little bit more. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. we, you and I, we all got those Brady rumors about Brady maybe coming back for San Fran. And listen, San Fran or Miami. Yep. I, I do believe if San Fran calls Brady, mm-hmm. I think Brady suits it back up one more time. And it's the question that I have, and I think you're right, T. Why in the hell won't they call him? At least just call him. You called him when he was still a Patriot. How can you maybe, not call him when he's free? I think, I think that hey, maybe, maybe they have already, and he's giving them a verbal agreement that he would, and he just doesn't want to be. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to do it right now. Maybe he's gonna he'll wait till like training camp or something. Well, he's throwing hits I at the Dolphins. The he, he's throwing hits at the Dolphins, too. Go ahead, Nick. I think the opposite. I think the 49ers have called him, and Brady said, I'm done. Mm-hmm. That could be the case. You're probably it right. Could be the case. Now, that I can believe. That's what I think. That I can yeah, believe. That's not, that's not I, think, I think Brady is done. I, 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 I think he don't want to do it. No, no I don't think he's that's done, but I think he told the Niners he's done. He's been flirting with the <laughs> Dolphins. He's been flirting with the Dolphins. Did you not hear what somebody asked him a few days ago about the Miami Dolphins? And he actually said and admitted to, yeah, I kind of do uh, cheer for the Dolphins. I've got a lot of good friends on that team. I mean, you didn't have to go that far. Everybody had been saying. That don't do nothing for me. Well, he, he, he went on a little further. He went on a little further with it. But in the end, Peter King or somebody said that NFL execs said that they had been hearing that Brady – 
is not done, and he probably will be the uh, the Dolphins quarterback in 2023. Now, that's just what I've you know, heard. The NFL execs that were hearing that, the 49ers execs, they said it to each other, and then one of them said it to a reporter. <laughs> you may be right. You may be right. That, that, but hold on. When I, I was saying I feel, that Brady, I feel like Brady is in the in the Kobe Bryant mindset of I didn't gave it everything I got. I'm done. You, you may be, be right. right. You may be right. But when I was saying Brady to the 49ers, like I didn't really hear much from you guys. Like I really was well, not you, Nick, at all. And so I guess you really do think that he's done. I don't. I just really don't. And until Week One gets gets kicked off and I underway. Mean, and he's not on a team on an NFL roster, then then maybe I'll believe it. Maybe. Yeah, I mean I mean really I didn't I didn't think about it anymore until, you know, this recent flurry of, you know, could Tom Brady play for a name next team right. next year, you know. And right. so when it came up, I just I was like, Well, I don't I don't think Brady wants to do this anymore. Like I think he's at the point, but all right, I'm gonna take this year and get ready, and then get ready to start on Fox next year and make thirty seven million dollars a year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, to answer Terrence's question, no, I know he has to move on, but I think that I think the answer is no. I think that the Niners will be smart here and realize we gave up too damn much for Trey Lance to get rid of him, to get rid of him not knowing if he is the answer or not. Because if I'll say it again, and this is the last time I'm gonna well, no, it probably won't be the last time I say it. But if if Trey Lance is traded elsewhere and he's balling, and they find out Brock Purley was really just Purdy turns out to really just be lightning in a bottle. This is automatic, automatic termination. This is grounds for automatic termination for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, especially Kyle Shanahan, though, because he really makes all the picks and the decisions. We all know that. If you're a 49er fan, you know better. And I just think that he has to go. Because Now, if Purdy is playing good and he is the guy that we thought we saw and that we think he is or may be, then it doesn't matter what Trey Lance does because it's like, okay, well, he still got lucky with that last pick in the 2022 draft named Brock Purdy. So it 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 helps heal the wounds. I mean, you know, it helps heal the wounds a lot quicker. It, but, again, I'm not sure, um, you know, about this whole Trey Lance thing. I think he stays because I think they finally agree with what I've been saying all along, though. You got to find out before you let him go. And according to general manager John Lynch today – at the presser, he said that it's kind of dry. Now, you can't believe anything that the Niners say, especially Shanahan, but this was John Lynch, and I tend to believe him a little bit more than Kyle. And he said that, man, we're not calling anybody. This is a few calls for us, but it's been kind of dry. It's not. He says it's just smoke. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, all right, so let's, let's try to get back to the playoffs real fast. Um, of course, we know about Draymond's suspension. He came back off the bench that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the Warriors really better than the Kings? And what are you guys making of De'Aaron Fox's injury? How big of a factor would that be in the in, in for the rest of this series? Go ahead, Nick. I am interested very much so, but I am concerned for the Sacramento Kings uh, as the series goes forward. It just feels like one of those things. You know, it's not a serious injury to the air box, but it's, you know, it's a finger on the shooting hand. Just feels like one of those things that's just very well timed for the Warriors. It's weird how these things tend to work out for them. Um, they had great things, don't get me wrong, that they're, they're deserving of the titles that they've earned. Uh, but it's, it's very weird. 
the things happened when they did. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Hmm. Um, I just have a decent bit of faith in the Kings. Right? If I was a Kings fan, I would say that. Uh, just from what I've seen from them, they, they they are very much a young Golden State. They're, they're like a young Golden State, or as much as I hate to say it, uh, more mature Memphis Grizzlies. Um, not mature may be the wrong word. I don't I don't mean no, to be no, 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 no. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right. <laughs> um, and so. They, uh, you know, they're a team that, if I'm being perfectly honest, it's kind of easy to root for. Um, and so, I, you know, there's a part of me that hopes that, that the, they do continue to make it a good series, um, that we can at least push to seven, um, just to see if they if they could knock out, you know, knock out the defending champs in a situation like that. Um, so I, I don't I don't think it's over for the, for the Kings. Um, and certainly we've seen, you know, what John Moran did the other night with his hand injury going from 45, 13, and 9 or whatever it was. Um, you know, these things can be overcome. And uh, De'Aaron Fox is certainly, you know, a guy that I, that I would have faith in to do that. He's won the inaugural Mr. Clutch Award this year, which they named after Jerry West. Um, I mean, he already had the logo. He had to have that too. But anyways, whatever. Um, so I, I, think, I think that can continue to be interesting for sure. What you got, Jarvis? All right. Well, I to me, I'm sorry. I hate to take the fun out of this, but it just kind of seems like no, the, you don't. No, I really, I'm, no, no, no. <laughs> dead seriously, Nick, I really do because I was so interested. You got me hyped up for these for these playoffs when I told you I'm not sure if it's that competitive in the West. Maybe they're just that trash or not that good. But I was ready, and it started to look like it was going to be a tremendous NBA postseason. However, with these injuries, as I've, as I've talked about, it just it's making it a bit dull for me. And as far as the Warriors and Kings go, is it me or is it just uh, I feel like the fix is in? Even though I picked the Warriors to win this series, and I'm still picking the Warriors to win this series, it seems to me like they need some help, though, just a little bit. Uh, with some of the things that I'm seeing when I'm watching it, the calls and whatnot, it just... Seems like the Warriors had to get those two games. We knew they would. But I'm not sure if they really should be 2-2. The Kings could very well be a 3-1 right now going back to Sacramento. And uh, I think the Kings actually are just too young. They're the new Golden State Warriors, it seems. They have the youth on their side. But they're doing idiotic things to make you think that that's the reason why they're going to lose this series. Doris Burke must have said 10, 20 times in the game toward the closure that it's the youth. Why would they do this? Why would they do that? I'll tell you why they did it, Doris, because you're reading off a piece of paper called a script, and they're doing as they're told to do so you can read that script. I do not I do not think the Sacramento Kings should have lost that game. I picked the Warriors, and I'm going to go with the Warriors. And, and I've said before, if there's a team that I do trust in the West, it's the Warriors. One reason, because they show me they get it done, they're going to win. Two, the fix looks like it's already in. De'Aaron Fox is he may be he's doubtful for game five with a left index finger injury that I don't even know anything about. I didn't hear or see him favoring his finger at all during the last minutes of the game or at any point that I can remember in game four on Sunday. So what the hell? Index finger. I know that's your shooting hand. I get it, but you mean to tell me you can't tape that thing up? I've seen Kobe with two fingers wrapped up 
and I think they were dislocated pretty damn bad. And it was his shooting hand to it, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't bother him at all. Now, I'm not telling you he probably didn't go 13 for 33 that night, but he still got out there and played. It's the playoffs, baby. Play. I think the fix is in. The Kings are really a better team, and they're going to do whatever they can to make sure that they don't display that on television. Same reason why Kawhi is out, because the Clippers would have gotten the Phoenix Suns' ass. So Kawhi had to take the dive. I don't think these guys are really hurt. I think – Adam Silver needs to be, like, banned, fired, gone, released. Get a new commissioner because Roger Goodell is kicking your ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I, 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 this might be the time where you and I actually have a little bit of a debate here. Let me, All right. Let me, let, me, let me get myself orchestrated over here. Okay. So, I think there's been a misconception about this series, right? Like, I feel like people think that because – Golden State lost the first two games. I think the first game they lost by three. Okay, you have to, you have to, if, I, if I'm wrong, you have to let me know about that. And they I were think pretty the tight. Second game, mm-hmm. The second game was also fairly close, right? Yeah. Uh, now, I know for sure in the second game, Golden State shot better from the field. They shot better from three, made more threes, and shot better from three. Uh, they shot a better percentage from the free throw line. The difference in game three was was that the referees put Golden State in a bonus within like the first two or three minutes of the third quarter. And uh, Sacramento essentially just pounded those guys from the free throw line. Now listen, I very much wish that the referees would just stay at home. Hmm. Let these guys, just this series, just this series, not all, not all the other series, because they are so similar. The ball movement, the shooting, uh, De'Aaron Fox and Steph are both averaging like 31.5 a game. Like, they are so similar in so many different ways. I think the only difference is Sacramento actually has like a low post pres- presence with uh with Sabonis. But despite all of that, just the, the way they attack the basketball. He ain't halfway got no damn moves either. He ain't got any moves. His moves is, a, is to lower his shoulder and get a foul call. Truck stick, truck stick, up on yeah, the right I'm, stick. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of these guys who can't play basketball. If I was if I was six nine, six ten, hell, I could be some bonus. Yeah, you're, it's, it's you're right. You're right. You're not lying. You're not lying. Um, I'm very disappointed and, in him. And, and I'm and I and I'm also disappointed in him for grabbing Draymond's foot. I I, I, I don't like Draymond's antics. Um, but I feel like in this situation, and Jarvis, you might you might agree with me. If Draymond was going to get suspended, he should have been suspended too because he could have snapped Draymond's ankle. Draymond could have fallen and 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 hurt his knee, or or he could have got his release and stumped the hell out of him, which I'm glad he did. That's childish to grab somebody's uh, ankle while they're walking like that. That's BS. I agree. But anyway, I agree. But anyway, <laughs> but anyway, uh, this is a really good series. Now I do I do think the the uh, Aaron Fox injury is um it's, it's, it's coming at a bad time. Hmm. Guys, here's the thing. And we saw this in the bubble in 2000 with the Lakers. Uh, sometimes the team that wins is is literally just the team that's the most healthy. How would you feel about Draymond being suspended if both he and Sabonis have been thrown out of the game? See, I, I, I think that once you throw them out of the game, you shouldn't suspend them. Because now, it's, to me, it's double punishment. So I think they, yeah, you could, you could definitely throw them both out of the game. 
because grabbing somebody's leg is also was it unnecessary and excessive? Is that the definition of a flagrant too? I don't. I don't consider that double punishment. I think. I think that is. I think that is one continuous punishment. I. I, I don't. I didn't understand the outrage behind people. I mean, saying, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not outraged. Okay, here's, here's the thing. I'm not outraged. I'm not saying them. you. I'm just saying right, the general. Right. I think that seems to be kind of the general media center that people are like. I can't believe they suspended him for this. What? There's a lack of, but there's a lack of consistency. Because if I'm not mistaken, Embiid has had more flagrant foul calls over the past like two or three years than Draymond. And Draymond and, and Embiid literally up kicked the man in his nutsack and didn't get thrown out of a game. Very right now, now that was that was, that was in. Uh, I do agree with that. I didn't I didn't understand. So how Draymond yeah, got, there's, there's got a level of ejected. I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would have suspended Embiid particularly. Now here's what I do take into account: Draymond got suspended, it got kicked out in what the fourth quarter. Uh, it was either third or fourth, but yeah, it was towards the end of the game. Yeah, as opposed to Embiid, his would have been in the in the first quarter. Now I w- I'll be honest, I would take that into account on whether or not I was suspended B because of the fact that he got kicked out in the first quarter. I might well go, okay, well he's essentially served a full game anyway. So I would, and not, not to mention, and this may be a violation okay, of the, the, the difference I'm, is that Draymond had to miss a, at least a game and a half, or or a game plus some. Embiid missed no time. Dylan Brooks, like he missed, he missed a game. Uh, that's just to me, it's just inconsistency, and that's what I was getting at. The referees to me are so inconsistent in, in this series, and I, I think on the surface is making it look like making it look like that Golden State. Uh, can't hang with those guys. Listen, those guys are going, they are literally going blow for blow. And it's going to come down to to who lasts the last blow, who throws the last blow. And, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of talk about injury, but I just want to point this out and we can get out of here and move on to whatever's next. Uh, Steph Curry's first several years, he was he was hurt. Uh, his anchor injuries are well documented. Um, and there was no sympathy for it for Steph in those first few years. And in the series with Toronto, the whole damn team damn they got hurt. Clay tore his ACL on on the way to tearing his Achilles. Uh <laughs> Durant tore his Achilles. And like Kawhi, yeah. which hey, and here's the thing. Toronto could have possibly given them a great series even without those injuries. I don't want to take anything from Toronto. I just don't like it when a lot of people, I'm not talking about you, driver specifically, but a lot of people try to discredit Golden State's championships or, or any victories they have because of injuries. Like, sorry, guys, that's part of the game, and they've had to deal with injuries probably more than everybody else. I want to say because they lost they lost two years of Clay Thompson's career. They had to put the diamond yeah. on hold for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue yeah, with you on that. Now, Golden State was winning. Golden State was winning the 2019 Finals in six, maybe seven. Yeah. If if Clay oh, yeah. if Clay doesn't I, go down, I, even I think, they, I, I think they win even without Durant. I, I that, that, they, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Even without KD, I think they win. When Clay went down, that's when that, that did. Was it. That was the dagger. That was it. Yeah. yeah. So I agree with you on that. I agree. And I was one of those critics who would kind of critique their championships, like. Ah, but what if they had to play the Spurs that year? Ah, they didn't get to play the the, the, the Clippers. What, what if Tony Allen could shoot, you know, when they played the Grizzlies? Or oh, if they had a shooter, <laughs> you know? That was me hating on the Warriors in the beginning. But I told you all last year, there's no KD in town. 
This is not quite the same Golden State Warrior. There's not one guy that can do the things Iguodala did in 2015. I would say that because of that, this is this is this is Steph's moment. Put the team on your back and beat the Celtics. He did it. I ain't had nothing else to say. So, hey man, who did I say I trust this year? The Warriors. Not anyone else. Unless the Lakers and Celtics, that theory that I've got going actually works. I know nobody really buys that, but I'm still going to say it. I can, I, can, I can see it, man. I can actually see it. Okay. Not as far, not as, far as it once looked. But look, since we're talking about injuries, let's go on to get to the, uh, yes. the big injury right here. All right. Uh, of course, as, as we all know, Kawhi Leonard is down again. He's already been ruled out game five. Um, it's unfortunate, man. Would, would, would Phoenix beat the Clippers if Kawhi was still there? Nick, I'll go to you first. Ask the question again. Would, would Phoenix beat the Clippers if Kawhi was still there? Because I think we can all, all agree that this series is pretty much over. Hmm. Yes. Would Phoenix beat the Clippers if Kawhi was still there? Yes. I was, I'm going to say yes. Phoenix would still win the series. I think it might would stretch to a six or seven game series, but I think Phoenix would still win. Um, yeah, I, I, just don't think that, I don't think the Clippers would be – I don't think their supporting cast would be consistent enough to keep up with the firebomb they're going to get from from Phoenix's stars, on, you know, on a nightly basis. Um, I think you, I think you'll get consistent Kawhi if he was healthy, um, but I, I just don't think you'll get enough consistency from the bench to uh, to support Kawhi. So I, I would still go Phoenix, but I might well go in six or seven instead of yeah. five. It's kind of looking like at this point. Now Kawhi and Paul George, that probably would have been a seven game series. Kawhi and Paul George, we might be having a different conversation. Absolutely. I, I, I'm, sorry, cause, cause, I'm gonna say the quiet part out loud. Devin Booker might be the worst of those four players in that scenario. Ain't that something? Damn, ain't yeah. that something? But I agree. Right. But I agree. And and to and to quickly end this subject, I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you, Nick. I think that if Kawhi was playing, forget Paul George with just Kawhi, they would have beat the Phoenix Suns. I do. And that's why I'm so disappointed in this postseason, these playoffs, and in Kawhi Leonard. Whether he's hurt for real or hurt for fake, I'm very disappointed in the league, in him, whatever. And I may have to go ahead and agree with Stephen A. about his take on Kawhi being the worst superstar ever in NBA history. Probably so. Personality, negative. Uh, will he commit? What would you trade him for if you're the Clippers? Man, whatever I can. Shit, the best that I, the best deal that I can get. But it's time to get off with him, though. It's time to move off him, and I'm just sick of it. Paul George has been what, here for what the, was the what was the minimum parameters around that deal look like? What, what, what's the minimum you got to get? Two first rounders, three first rounders. Well, I mean, he's aging, so I can't be too picky. I can't be too greedy. I mean, he's aging, and with those injuries and aging, that doesn't suit well. So I'm gonna take the best I can get. If I can get one first rounder out of it and some other picks, I'm good. I, I wouldn't expect to, to be honest with you, just because this is what we get from him. No matter how good he well, still is, is thirty-one we, years old. Is he thirty-one? So see, that's another problem for me. That's another problem for me. He's thirty-one, but why does this feel like he's thirty-four, thirty-five? Because he's he's just not available enough. And I talk too much about players and their inability to be available. For me not to talk about him either. And, Nick, I'm going to go as far further to say that I think, I think that, yes, I'm going to try to be as consistent as I can. I think that you consistently made a biased pick again 
with saying that the Suns would beat them even with Kawhi. I don't think you really believe that after what you were watching Kawhi do to KD and what KD wasn't doing to Kawhi. I think you're saying it because you picked the Suns and you kind of think that that's the best team. This is the reason why I think Kawhi would have won real quick. Because they have the better team overall with Kawhi in the lineup. They got the deeper bench. The Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, they were playing huge amount of minutes, especially Booker and Paul. And Paul, yes, he did he did get it together the other game, but the thing, some of the things that you said about Kevin Durant or Devin Booker, I mean, he's not doing all of that though if Kawhi is on the floor. I mean, he can, he may he may put up 28-30. He's not putting up but 45. Well, I saw Kawhi defending KD pretty good, and then I saw them make the switch because Booker was was getting out of hand, so they made a switch. But defensively, he didn't go off for forty forty five. If you notice, if you notice that switch didn't last. The reason it didn't is because the last thing you want is Kevin Durant one on one with somebody that's not Kawhi Leonard. We can then we the Clippers and anybody else in their right mind. We'll happily figure out a way to deal with Devin Booker one on one, or one one on one with maybe some shake help by the rim before they try to do that with Kevin Durant. Well, why did they take Devin? Why did they take Kawhi off of Durant and put him on Booker? I saw them make that change, and that's when they, things started they, to. They, they, that's when Durant started the, to go off. The only, the only, right, exactly, and then they made the switch back. The only time they did, did it again was late in the game because Booker was the one that was cooking, so therefore he's the one that's going to get the shot. So because you know he's going to get the shot, you're going to go put your best defender on him. It becomes situational later in the game, as opposed to in the flow of the game, you're going to do, you're going to put Kawhi uh, on KD because you don't want KD turning into KD. After watching how competitive those two games were in LA, even though they lost them both to Phoenix, you're telling me with Kawhi they don't win at least one of those games. I think they go up three-one going back to Phoenix. If Kawhi played in games three and four, those I, games I, were too I, competitive. I, I, I would say, I would say it would not be out of the question for me for the Clippers to win it. But okay. if you ask me to pick it based on what I based on what I've seen to this point and what I would have projected Kawhi to continue to do, I probably I probably would tell you that I would pick the Suns in a six or seven game series, just depending, you know, a call here. A foul there, or whatever. Yeah, it'll it'll be it would be nipping tough, but I would probably go Phoenix. Phoenix is just a more rating. That's the team that's going to equal more ratings. That's who people want to see. Vegas have them favored. The fix is in. They want Phoenix in the conference finals at least. They've got them to win the championship. Who does Phoenix play when they get past the Clippers? Terrence, do you know? Nick, do you know? They play the winner of the Nuggets. They play the Nuggets. They play the Nuggets. They'll yep. get Denver. They'll get Denver. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I got I to say this. And I know that, you know, I said something about about the, 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 the Timberwolves on the last show and that I made Nick's hair stand up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know Nick gets the part. I, I think all, all the hair in this part grew back immediately. Man, what? <laughs> Oh, by the way, fuck Phil Jackson while I'm at it. Yeah, yeah. It's you brought him you up, brought and then he. About that today. Yeah, you brought him up, and then it's, and then he, he made the news. Yeah, fuck Phil Jackson. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but I gotta say this: I would not be surprised. 
I don't think Minnesota's going to win this series. <laughs> of course, clearly. But I wouldn't be surprised if they took it to like game seven and lost in seven. Mm. That's a very that's a very Minnesota thing to do. Hmm. Interesting. And you're saying it's going to wear them down. It could. I mean, listen, Phoenix is going to blow Denver. Phoenix is in the conference finals, okay? Okay. That that second round series, I don't see it. I just don't see it. And this is, I'm tired of, I don't want to be a part of the, like, the the group that, like, completely overlooks Jokic. And I don't want to make it sound like this is me just overlooking Denver. I just think Phoenix is too damn good with Kevin Durant. That's just how I feel about that. So and, I, and Denver, I doesn't, Denver doesn't have a Kawhi Leonard. They do not. No, no. And Phoenix uh-huh. and Phoenix doesn't have a Jokic. I'm not saying Denver. I'm not saying Phoenix won't beat them. I'm just saying since we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's, that's fair. I just I just think that they're going to be too much with uh with Durant and Booker there. So that's, right. that's just how I feel about that. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised. I just want to be on the record for saying that if. If uh, Minnesota didn't make a series out of uh, out of this series, definitely wouldn't be surprised. The thing to do is to come back and, and, and hey, they might even have a ten point lead in Game Seven and lose. They were up by twelve last night with like four minutes to go and still got forced to overtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if they came back and forced a Game Seven and lost in seven. I yeah. think I think it's over five. That would be that, that would be interesting. That would be interesting, T. Um, I, I hope it's over in five. It should have it should have been over in four. Get this shit over with. But we better put they, some respect on the Nuggets' name now. We better. We just did it last week. Let's not be disrespectful. I mean, I'm not Terrence, gonna be, I, I think it's over in five. No, 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 no. I mean, Denver and Phoenix. We're already kind of yeah. moving on. And and Terrence oh. is saying that Phoenix' reason to beat Denver will probably be because if the Timberwolves make this a series. They're gonna kind of be drained and worn. I thought actually that's what was that was gonna be Phoenix if Kawhi stayed. They were playing too many too many minutes. By the time we got the game five, game six, Chris Paul was gonna be exhausted. We know yeah. that. And yeah, Russell we Westbrook those, uh, and, and Russell from, yes, from hell, so. and Westbrook's uh, motor does not stop. It just does it not. not. So I, I saw this going a different way. Hey, this could be the toughest competition. That the Suns would have faced the entire postseason, though, and they're going to get past it now. We see, but I think that's the reason why Kawhi left because they couldn't beat the Clippers, and they need right. to get to the conference finals, as Terrence is saying. Right. That's- All right, guys. Last topic here. All right. Uh, right now, the score at, at the half of this of game four of the Lakers and Memphis. Uh, the Lakers are up fifty-four, fifty-two. Uh, guys, is this series already over for Memphis? Can Memphis come back and? Um, Win this series, or, or will the Lakers actually be going on to the second round? Hmm. Go ahead, Nick. This series ain't over. I'm just going to see you play like that. It, well, I, it, is, it is dependent on this game, obviously, on the second half of this game. Um, if the Grizzlies lose this game, I don't, I don't see them beating the Lakers for three games in a row. But if they can get back to uh, get back to Memphis at 2-2, headed back into Memphis, and, and not to mention what will change this week, is that they will play again on Wednesday? Last week they were on a they were on Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday. Now they're playing Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And so I think when you have an older team, it's like the mates. They're near a coast to coast trip. I mean, you know, the Memphis is in the Western Conference, but flying from LA to Tennessee, and somebody has made that made their flight. They no joke. Um, yeah. And so. Um, 
if Memphis can get back to the 2-2, coming back to Memphis, where their role players will probably play an even better game, uh, it, it could get very interesting for Memphis. Now, it's going to be difficult for them to, to look to go to L.A. and close it in six. So, um, if, if, I was, if I was a betting man, which I am, if the Grizzlies were to win tonight, I might be looking to bet for game seven. Hmm. Well, I'm just going to say that the Lakers is just it – it all depends on Anthony Davis and what Anthony Davis they're getting. I mean, I hate to say and repeat the same thing that everybody else on in the sports media world has already said, but, I mean, come on, man, we know. With Steven Adams out, Jaron Jackson trying to do the best he can to hold it down offensively and defensively, it's only so much he can do. He's only one man, no Brandon Clark, no Steven Adams. Jot in and out of the lineup. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies are already done. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I hope I'm wrong. But I got to keep going with this Laker theory that I got of them possibly getting to the NBA Finals. And LeBron, you know, hey, if the Sacramento Kings beat the Golden State Warriors, which I doubt, but if they do, and if the Denver Nuggets were to upset the Phoenix Suns, man, it's just the perfect recipe for the Lakers to get into the NBA Finals. You know, they will they will make that path as easy for you as they can. And I can see the Lakers and Nuggets again like we did in the bubble in the Western Conference Finals. Are they better than Phoenix? Who knows? But Denver's a damn good team, and we got to stop acting like they're not number one and like they don't have something to say. Uh, Chris Paul is becoming to be a liability uh, at times. At times, he's like, okay, there's the CP3 I know. There's the point guard. And then it's like, what the hell? And Monty Williams, I question some of his coaching adjustments or lack thereof, but he definitely did make one good adjustment when he said, all right, the Clippers are good. Don't let them set their defense. Just run. Just go. And they started to do that more. And and Devin Booker's just been a handful. But that's without Kawhi. Um, But the Grizzlies, yeah. They just don't have enough. And I think that's a good excuse to go out. But at number two, again, and not getting at the first round, it seems that the Grizzlies just talked a little too much, and um, they took what Draymond Green said to their head. Like, they can't do the things that they do. They bark too much, and there's not enough bite. They're not ready yet like I thought they were. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say yes. I hope I'm wrong, but the, yes, the Lakers, I think, go up 3-1. I know the second half is about to start. I think the Lakers win 3-1. Go up 3-1, I mean, and, you know, maybe Memphis wins when they come back home. But then that game six back in L.A., I think they ended. Unless Anthony Davis, you know, like, you know, something mysteriously happens to him, like Space Jam or something where they did. Or like Mike, he loses his shoe and he just can't ball anymore. He loses all his his spirit. And, I mean, his, his good whatever the hell that was, and he just can't do it. He lost all his talent, all his gifts. Other than that, Anthony Davis is the factor to this series and every series that they'll play in. Oh, uh, you know what? I, I I still feel like Memphis is going to win this series, and I think yeah, Desmond Bain is going to. I think Desmond going to wake up uh, from whatever shooting coma he's in. Mm-hmm. Look like he started to wake up a little bit before the half ended. Maybe uh, he he better. All right, let me see that parlay. Let me see that parlay, man. <laughs> the part, uh, the did, man. Hey, that probably it, it didn't even make it didn't even make it to life support, man. It just it just flatlined. But um, 
But yeah, he's he's got to. He just he just simply has to. Right now he's what is he five for thirteen? He's, he's one for five from three pointer. Mm. And the, the shots he's missing, he's been missing this series. I can't speak on this particular game, but the shots he's been missing this series, wide open. No excuses. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to make them all. But man, you're supposed to be a, a, a sniper. You're supposed to be a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. And, and and you don't really look real. You don't really look. You don't look really sharpshooterish to me. You look more Scorpion Deathlock. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to need for him to. I'm going to need for him to start knocking some of these threes in. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in him also, but something tells me he's missing those shots on purpose. Uh, but, hey, who knows? They, they want you to think it's the playoffs, and he's not ready for it. He's just not ready for the moment. And that whole Shannon Sharp versus Dylan Brooks and T. Morant thing is just going to come back and just bite him in the face in the end, I, I think. That's just the story. That's how they make these storylines. And uh, I think Shannon's going to have the last laugh with his cognac and his cigar. Oh, he's black and mild, I mean. Crazy part about this game, I said this, and we can get on out of here. Uh-huh. Right now, the score is 54 52. Anthony Davis has two points and has not made a field goal. Oh, wow, really? Okay, yeah. well, that explains why it's a two point game. But um, there's, there's still a second half to be played. We'll see. I hope you're right, though, about the Grizzlies. I really do. But I'm di- very disappointed in Desmond Bain. Very. And, and again, shout out to Jimmy Buckets again. If we didn't say enough about him, fifty-six points. Damn. Damn. I hate I missed it, Nick. I do. I hate I missed it, but we had a show to do. And I, I hate I, I missed most of it myself. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you were really, you were really putting that thing on, and I'm like, man, let me finally see what the hell he's talking about. And yeah, it looks like that was a good one. Um. Uh-huh. Jimmy Butler went bananas. You see it on SportsCenter. Yeah, he definitely did. Hey, I, I, man, we but we stay praising that guy, man. Like, say what you want to say. I think I'm going to take this one. Now, Terrence, go ahead and say what you said during pre-production about Jimmy Butler. In the regular season, he's what? Somebody oh, said I, he's top he, uh, 20. Yeah, well, I think Nick said that. What I, what I said was people always talk. Like, I've heard the names playoff P and playoff Rondo. And you heard about LeBron talking about going into playoff mode. Playoff Jimmy is real. They should make a horror movie out of that out of that guy, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, let's stop acting like the man doesn't do what he has to do when it's time to do it. Just because he's not your household name or he doesn't, um, I, I don't know what it is why he's not the super superstar. But he's a superstar in our books here at the Great Debate Show. And damn it, put some respect on his name. And you just can't say Jimmy Buckets went off and then oh yeah, but let's tell you about Giannis. Let's talk about LeBron. Let's talk about. You know, whoever you're talking about, this guy doesn't get enough credit. And well, I don't, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Yeah. You look at how Jimmy Butler is playing, and you look at how Minnesota is playing, and you realize why he had to get out of there. I do. Uh, absolutely. He we know that. We know that. Unalive, everybody in there. And Carl Anthony Towns will probably be playing his last game uh, in game five against Denver if they go home and if they're eliminated, unless Terrence is right, if they stretch this series out a little more, I think Cat is going to get traded. It's time to move off of this roster. Like you all said, I lost, I, I you know, I Nick won a bottle of Don Julio off of me because of this. They made me look bad. I'm, 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 I'm just very disappointed in the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, um, but maybe Phil Jackson comes back and coaches, even though he says he doesn't like watching it anymore. Maybe he does what Terry said. He's making some noise right after he brought him up. Somebody does listen to the Great Debate Show. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But hey, hey, oh, the Knicks. Did we say? Did we talk about the Knicks before we leave? Or congratulations, oh, we, Terrence. We, we, we did, and I'll, I'll make it fast. I just want to say two things. One, they have completely overachieved what I thought they could achieve this year. Uh, glad to see that. If they get to the second round and they have Miami, maybe we're talking about a Knicks team going to the conference, uh, the conference finals. Um, what do you think about the bench Julius Randle in the second half? I, I think that sometimes right you move. have to do that. It was the right sometimes move. Sometimes you have to do that. A uh, hey, Thibodeau is, is a no nonsense guy, and sometimes you just flat out have to do that. But what about the sucker move he did by not talking to anybody after the game and they won? I mean, I, I understand. I, I, I appreciate that in, the, in a sense. You're a competitive guy and you're upset with yourself, I'm sure, for playing terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I got I to gotta respect that, you know. But it's a team. But it's a team energy. game, though. The team, yeah. yeah. That's the other side of it. Save the energy and bring it to the next game. Take it out on, on Cleveland one more time and, and there you get them go. out of there. And go. this is the second thing I was about to say. The last time my Knicks were in this spot, you guys remember what happened? They were up 3-0 against Boston, I believe. And J.R. Smith decided to have the whole team were all black as to as, as say, hey, we're burying you guys. And they damn near lost the series. So I'm just going to need for them to come out and just handle business Leave the field. Did this just happen with Trey Young a couple years ago? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Let's just leave the foolishness somewhere else. Let's not come out wearing all black. Wear your Knicks colors, and let's just put this thing to bed. Because mm-hmm. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell is going to come back, and he's got one in him. I'm not saying he'll win the game, but he's got one in him. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, the Knicks probably uh, finished this in six because of that, too. You're probably right. Yeah, but. yeah I think so. Take, think. take Donovan Mitchell's over in points is basically what you're telling me. Take sounds, him over in points. Sounds about right, yeah. Sounds about right. Him or Garland yeah. is due for one, and I think it's Donovan because he was pretty bad. Uh, Garland's been playing pretty well. Donovan is the one that owes him. Okay. Well, here we go. There it is. We're taking Donovan in those points. Uh, this has been a great show, guys. A very great show. Uh, I know it went a little long, but we covered everything. We finally got that mock draft out, the, out out of the way, round one, that is. Talked about the NBA playoffs. We talked about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, Super Bowl of Bust. Uh, just, and we still got more playoff games to come. Me and Nick disagree on how interesting the playoffs have been due to injuries. I disagree. But, hey, he was right about tonight's game in Miami. Oh, boy, Jimmy Butler. What a night. And uh, the Bucks, are they going to come back or are they eliminated? We will find out. But a lot of people think that this is probably it. They are going back to Milwaukee. We know they probably get that one. When it goes back to Miami, can they finish them? If I know Jimmy, I can see him putting on that Mortal Kombat face when they say finish him. They definitely need to do it. It would be nice if they could do it in Bucktown in Milwaukee. Oh, but- they, they better not end up in the game seven in Milwaukee. No, that better not happen. They better do it they, next they, game. They, 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 uh, they have made a mistake. I'm thinking it'll probably be game six, though, when they get back to Miami. But who knows, man? We may hear some breaking news tomorrow saying that Giannis is not going to be playing in game six. I mean, game five. And that'll be it. Oh, no. Giannis ain't like that. He, he didn't play tonight and didn't leave the game for injury. He's all right. He'll be, he'll be there. All right. It didn't look like Kawhi was going to miss Giannis, the rest of the series Giannis, either. Giannis. That's Kawhi. Giannis ain't like that. Giannis, Giannis got the dog. Well, 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 I'm actually, I'm actually saying that his injury would be 
it's pretty serious, pretty real. I'm actually saying, I don't know if Kawhi really is. I didn't see anything. They said he sprained it in game one, thought through it in game two. But, man, I, I, I just don't know. Well, I don't I, know. I'm just saying the, the fact that Giannis played the full game tonight, he, as, long as, he, as long as nothing else happens, he'll, he'll be there. Mm-hmm. We will see. We will see. There's a lot of things that if we're he, not if, seeing happening, and then we just get the breaking news that they're out. They're not playing. If, if you don't see him leave a game, he'll be there. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, that's all I got, guys. It's been a good one. Terrence moderating the Great Debate Show. Uh, very good job. Uh, me and Nick went at it. Terrence also gave his takes. And before we end this show, Terrence, I gotta ask you one question. I'm gonna do it every week until it's done, till it's over with. Why? Why in the hell? <laughs> he he got it out of the way. Well, the question was gonna be why hasn't he signed the damn tag or a long term deal yet, though? What is the holdup? I, I, I think he's. I think he's gonna play on the tag. I think they know he's gonna play on the tag. And I think he's just waiting to after all these OTAs and everything to sign it so that he doesn't lose any of the money that he'll be getting. He's got to July, I believe, 17 or 20 or somewhere around that mid-July date to uh, to sign that tag. And uh, if he does it, it's still going to be very, very disappointing for me, Terrence, to, to Terrence, me for the Baltimore Ravens. Terrence, do you think the Ravens have put the equivalent of the Jalen Hurts deal on the table for Lamar? And do you think – similar to that before Jalen got it and he probably looked at it and say well all these damn conditions just to get my guaranteed money you know that's not what we're doing now but now that those types of deals might become the standard and he might just have to take it hmm it definitely well, it definitely I, wasn't good but I don't long. think he's getting at the Sean deal anywhere so yeah. now it's like alright what next yeah I, I think that's out if he was getting at the Sean deal somebody would have offered it already but shouldn't he get right. more than Jalen shouldn't he get more guaranteed than Jalen I mean, as good as Jalen was in 20. Did you say why? Did somebody say why? Yeah. Who said that? Nick? I did. Of course it was you, I Nick. Did. Because as good as he was in 2022, I still have to say, damn, he had a lot of talent. He's got a good coach. He had good offensive play calling. It was perfect. Yeah, Lamar Jackson had none of that. One season, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> one season, Jalen Hurts got it, and he got paid. And I'm not. I don't have a problem with that. But if I was the if I was Howie Roseman, I probably would have waited another year. I had plenty of time to pay his ass. Um, my thing, my thing is Lamar didn't have anywhere near. He didn't have half as what Jalen Hurts had. And I, and again, this is bad for the Ravens because they should have done everything the Eagles organization did in the front office. Absolutely. But Absolutely. but but the fact that they didn't, I think it just makes Lamar look more better. Like he did more with far, far, far more or less. So. With far less. Well, I, mean, so. I, 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 dropped, I can take that a step further. Well, he um, didn't do more. All of the uh, all of the Pro Bowl quarterbacks. Well, I don't want to say Pro Bowl. Jalen Hurts. I don't know them. if Jalen Hurts can do that with that roster. If you swap those, if you swap them, Lamar Jackson is in the Super Bowl. The Eagles are still in the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson. If you put Jalen Hurts on the Ravens, the Ravens probably not are not even in that wild card game against the Bengals. Uh, well, I, I'll just say this. Out of all of the uh, big-name quarterbacks, all, all the quarterbacks we know are top ten, I think Lamar has less to work with than any of them. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's the reason. I think that's probably, outside of the MVP, uh, the, the craziest stats he's had rushing and passing, I think that's his argument, that he's carried these guys 
kept the franchise relevant. Uh, and because they could have been totally rebuilding from Flacco, but he has kept them afloat, had them in the playoffs every year, and he has gotten so much better every <laughs> single year. I think that's more his argument, even even more so than the MVP. Uh, unfortunately, Baltimore is saying, hey, this is what we have. Yeah. And I, I just think that it's a, it's a disservice to not only to Lamar, but also to the fans because y'all ain't got him shit all these years. We, I look over across the, across the street over here at Josh Allen, who's got, who got paid, who got a receiver, who had a damn good defense. They still went out and paid um, uh, 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 the pass rusher, uh, what's our boy's name, and I hope he's back healthy. Von Miller. They still went out and paid Von Miller, who should have been a Raven, but they didn't want to pay anybody. Uh, and we saw what he did to their defense. And But they are just being notoriously cheap. And, you know, they, they unfortunately, they better be cheap because Lamar has kept them as a as a good team, as a relevant team, um, with them spending less. So the problem is they just need to spend some damn money, Hutch. It's just that simple. Pay that man and let's get on with it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it ends up. I still don't think Lamar will be a Raven. Even if he is, it's just a one-year deal with him and OBJ. Although OBJ didn't seem confident uh, that Lamar will be there, but we will see how it goes and how it will turn out. All of the pieces are finally about to – they're almost put together. Aaron Rodgers, is, he's a Jet. Um, the, the draft is coming up, so those quarterbacks are falling in line. And then it's Lamar Jackson, you know, who still hasn't signed the dotted line just yet. We will see. It's been a great show, guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Again, the Great Debate Show is available wherever you get your podcast. Hit the follow button, and you'll be notified each and every time a new episode is up. Also, on YouTube Live, when we're live on Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, YouTube and Facebook Live, and on YouTube, hit that notification bell and tap that bell so you can be notified when we go up. That's all I've got, guys. Anything else? Hey, that is totally it on my end. I appreciate you guys, and y'all have a good night, and uh, yeah, let's get ready for this draft. That's right. It is coming, the NFL draft. Nick, if that's all, then I guess we're, we're about to skedaddle. That's it, then. Thursday night, everybody get ready for the <laughs> first pick of the NFL draft. It's going to be get lit. Ready for those, get ready for those lame-ass ESPN stories about guys not having the dads in their life. I know, right? I know. <laughs> Every time. Fucking trauma, right. Black trauma. Yeah, you're right. You should that. just be so grateful that you're going to get into this league and right. represent that shield, damn it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. That's it. Oh, good old NFL. Uh, but that's it. We're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Please, please, whatever you do, be safe out there. And peace. Peace out, guys. Get up.